Hello and welcome to 16 Ounce Cinema's Subcult Series. I'm TJ here with Angus. Hey, how's it going? And after our terrible Rim Lazar episode, we are back with a movie that is actually subcult, deserves to be cult. From 2001, it's Slashers. Super fun. Super fun. <laughs> uh, um, I, I took so many notes on this movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to carry me because I didn't take any. Okay. So I have well, like maybe six things written. So well, let's start with our um, history. Do you have history with this movie or... That one time me and you watched it. Okay, so how many times have you seen it since then? I have not seen it since then. So it just stuck with you. Yes, that movie, like, that, like it's so, like, catchy, like, that super it fun is. thing. Yeah, so... That stuck in my mind for years more than the movie. Like, I didn't remember parts of the movie, but, like, that part, like, to this day, like, it'll get stuck in my head. Yeah, I still get it. So, so to kind of introduce the movie before we really get into it um the it's basically it's the the premise is it's a japanese reality tv show where contestants go into basically it's a paintball arena which is where they actually yeah. filmed it because they didn't have a studio um with like slashers so guys in masks um who are out there to kill them so it's like a you know and they'll have like their match. own personalities and shit too, right there's so. a whole like, it's basically the running man as like a japanese reality tv show and so the movie opens with the the theme song for the show but it's a super catchy like j-pop thing with the chorus of slashes super fun super fun and everybody's like very like smiling and having a great time and doing like a synchronized dance yes, to it yeah oh um and the the gimmick is that it's shot as basically like a, a fake continuous uh take so there's there's yeah. some hidden edits and not so, a couple not so well hidden edits and we'll get into that, um, but yeah it's it's a you know what's funny I didn't movie. even catch that oh you did it I caught it in some parts like transitions I was like oh they kind of just switched it from there to there I did not know it was the entire oh. thing well the, the what's actually ingenious is like it, there it makes sense though for what the movie is so like I, my mind is just blown away right there now. are so many imperceptible ones because so our history with this is when hollywood video was closing down i bought it for probably a dollar because the cover looked yeah. cool and now like that thing is so precious to me because i think this is my fourth time watching the movie and i even really I, I didn't get to finish but i started listening with the director's commentary for this episode so i, I got a couple more oh. notes from the commentary but that dvd is awesome it has um a commentary it has well i guess maybe i should get into the special features after but it has an hour-long making of but oh man that's awesome but even still it's precious because it's in that hollywood video clamshell yeah <laughs> i have a few um movies still in those clamshells and I just, I'll never upgrade to them to Blu-ray because I just love it. I have Bite Me like that. Yeah, Bite Me is great, but I don't think that's on Blu-ray. Well, yeah, like this couldn't, this was shot on video, so like a lot of these aren't going to go on to Blu-ray. Um, that also, might be a chance, but it'll just look weird. Be, then before we go on, also, I did find this on YouTube. And in Wait, another what? in another throwback, because it was on Netflix for like a minute. That was it for like not even a month. And I was shocked it was on Netflix. And it seems like Netflix was shocked, too. And they took it down. <laughs> like, why the fuck do we have it? <laughs> like, right, what? From? But <laughs> in an awesome throwback, it is on Slashers from user WDA015 in 11 parts. Oh, it's one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say, it's it sucks that we picked a movie that nobody has access to now unless they can torrent it. Well, I think even the DVDs go for big... The money. Yeah, the DVD is like at least $30, I think. On, uh... Yeah, that's obnoxious. Right, but I mean, it's completely out of print and inaccessible. Yeah. 30, yeah, 32 bucks. Some people are trying to get it yeah. for... $80 if oh new sealed $80 which is you know oh that's actually kind of cool <laughs> I 
Hollywood yeah. sealed copy. No, I'm happy with my Hollywood video copy. <laughs> but um, we we did one uh, movie for this show that I have my um, Hollywood video for. You had the remember fear. What it was. No, it wasn't the fear. The fear. Yep, that oh, was yeah, it. Okay, it was, bo- okay. it was both fear, fear movies. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, one thing I got from the director's commentary, which was helpful, this was made for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Not bad. And yeah, for for yeah, that's very cheap. But for what it looks like, you know, it, he spent his money very well. Director Morris Devereaux. Spent his money very well because it, I mean, it's obviously looks cheap, but it doesn't look bare bones, Bad. like horrible, right? Yeah, yeah, and like you can tell that the people working on it actually had some level of competency and talent, like obviously because they did a, a fake continuous shot for the whole movie, yeah. And basically, what he did was about every six minutes, there's a cut, and what they usually did was they would have like the camera would uh, quickly pan maybe from one character to another. But in that pan, in the middle of the pan, there was scenery. So what they would actually mm-hmm. do would half the pan and then pick up on the scenery and do the other half of the pan. Oh my God. That's but they, fucking genius. But they do it fast. They do it very fast so most of the time. So it's not like sometimes, yes, it lingers on like a piece of wall or there's a very slow pan. And it's like, okay, this must have been where they do it. But sometimes it's like a whip fast pan. So it's almost like they just whoop, and then quick, and which is amazing because it was like a guy with a 70 pound steady cam filming the whole thing. Which, which is another cool aspect of this is that basically the your POV is you are the cameraman Hideo who follows the characters around. And... You're not supposed to get involved, though. Right. The cameraman is not supposed to get involved. um, And they're not supposed to try to entice him to get involved. And they cannot interfere with the cameraman. Um, And, of course, if the cameraman is with you, you know that something might be up. Uh, Although, now, uh, Devereaux did make clear that what we're seeing as we watch the movie is, you know, the cameraman's POV, but it's not what actually would air as the show. Because, like, we end up seeing, we'll get to it, we have commercial breaks that oh, we the see. The commercials, see. yeah, the commercial But, like, breaks. if you see, if you watch, there's cameras all over the uh, environment. So they would actually, the show would actually be the mixture of those cameras and Hideo. Hmm. But I guess we should start. So the movie, well, first of all, the menu is great because it plays the song and has uh, Miho, the Japanese um, host of the show. Just like making faces, and at one point she like puts her hands to her cheeks and makes the Home Alone face, <laughs> bouncing around the menu. And immediately you get the song right when you start the movie with the um, well, they're Japanese cheerleaders, but actually, <laughs> thanks to the special features, I know that their official title is the Slasherettes. Yeah, I was gonna say I know that there's a Slasherettes because um. I saw it on IMDb as, like, people credited as Slasherette. Oh, okay, I didn't even notice in the credits. And, I mean, the big reason why this should be called right off the bat is basically, <laughs> like, the Crypt Keeper game show, but just grown up. Do you remember that show? What was that? No. Okay, so the Crypt Keeper hosted, like, a kid's game show. I think it was on Fox. Like, the Crypt Keeper? The Tales from the Crypt Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Crypt Keeper. What the fuck? And it was a kid's game show, but, like, they would do, like, they'd get into traps, like, shrinking rooms and stuff, and there's, like, basically obstacle courses, right? Yeah. But the thing was, when they actually edited it, is, like, they would make it seem like if a kid lost the uh, challenge, they died. Oh my god, dude, really? <laughs> they, yeah, they would like, you know, they'd fall off like a, a platform and you just, you know, because of the way it is, they'd fall and obviously they're landing on mats, but they just make it look like they fell into hell. Oh my god, dude, that sounds amazing. So How do I a, not know about that? Uh, it's all over YouTube. It's actually called Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. It was from 1996 and it aired on CBS. And it went for a year. Yeah. And so the Crypt Keeper like, was, like was at the end of. I was gonna say it seems like it was at the end of the ep- like the actual show, and um, that ended in like the mid nineties, right? Okay. Yeah, it did. So I guess this was the spinoff. 
They just killed kids? <laughs> and he just got a game show instead? Okay, so you want to hear a summary of the games? They had several different games. They have like 10 different games that work their way okay. up. Um, so let's start with one that sounds cool. Worminator was usually the second round and required both players to cross a wind tunnel while exchanging balls at three strategic points. Any dropped balls would be vaporized, as were any players that fell <laughs> off the platform. Though this ended the round and no longer in play. Um, And so they basically had to get all these balls over before they were uh, vaporized. There's also the shrinking room, the incredible shrinking room, which I I mentioned, where they had to find missing letters in six words within 40 seconds. Um, The wall and ceiling would close in on the team with several seconds remaining, thus making it important to get all of the words beforehand. And... Then when we got the next round, they had the Abyss. Had one member of the team attempt to scale a cliff littered with numbers with the aid of three rope ladders. Uh, the other team member feeds the player up to five questions with numerical answers to the one on the cliff. Who then Dude, tries this to sounds so fucking difficult. His or her way to the right number and press the button next to it. And the final round was awful at this show. skullduggery. Every game ended in skullduggery. One member of okay. each team entered the haunted house one last time in search of skulls. They would search four or five rooms. And when the buzzer sounded, they had to move on to the next room. And they had to search and race out of the house and stack all the skulls onto a large skewer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's like the golden monkey from Legends of the Hidden Temple. You had to put that together. Like. <laughs> So, so the kids is... could never do it right. You see it every week, <laughs> and they could never do it. Oh, I watched this show every week. It was great. I can't believe Dude, you didn't I, see this. D- I've never heard of this. Like, I watched the cartoon when that was out. They say I didn't the have Tales the cartoon. From the, they, the cartoon, I didn't have cable, so it was on. Like, this was, I guess, the only Crypt Keeper thing to not be on cable. Oh, man, I guess that makes sense, because I loved cable. So you were probably going to watch local television. Yeah, you are probably over there rocking, watching Rocco's Modern Life while I'm watching my Crypt Keeper kill children in a game show. Well, I don't know. Now I feel like I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I should have been so watching too. that. God damn, I'm watching this as soon as this episode is done. Oh, yeah, Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Um, okay, so... They were in the intro. They're basically in the main auditorium of the show before they actually go into the arena. And Miho introduces the contestants. And they're they're good. They're a good mix. You have like the computer nerd. You have a bouncer. You have a model slash actress. You have a a fitness Mm -hmm. nut girl. You have like the girl who seems to like not want to be there, but she has like a a reason to be there. And (laughs) her reason's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's kind of so, like, hazy and bad. Is, is that everybody? Am I losing it? Oh, and then, like, the hero the, black guy. Yeah, he rules, dude. Devin. Devin was awesome. Devin fucking rules, man. So, they're playing... And you know what's funny is his his real name is, like, Tony Curtis, but it's Tony Curtis something after it. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't Tony like Curtis, Tony... like, a famous, like, singer? Uh... Tony Curtis what does is he a do? famous actress. Um, actually, actress. Actor. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> actually, <laughs> like, Jamie okay. Lee's father. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee are her parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Holy shit. I thought it was like some kind of singer. No, yeah, I think. Uh, who are you thinking of? There's another... Lionel Richie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, I. Anyway, no. <laughs> that just derailed everything. <laughs> yeah, just like who is the, the Curtis singer? Oh, <laughs> that Tony Bennett, maybe you're thinking of. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's twelve million dollars on the line, and the if nobody survives, the jackpot keeps going higher. So the jack nobody survived the last episode. So now the jackpot is at $12 million. Oh, and in the intro, and too, we also see clips of, like, different killers killing Japanese people, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I also like that 
when they're introducing it, the um what were their names again? The slasherettes? Like their yeah. pom poms were just skulls with like wings oh, on yeah, them. Yeah, they had the skull pom poms, which is awesome. It's just a perfect <laughs> they touch. Ruled. Um, and then the guy, the, the DJ guy was cool too. He had like the one big oh, ear engage. Yeah, DJ Slash. Dude, he ruled. <laughs> He's yeah. so happy to be there. That's another fun thing too, is that they, they basically say that all the music in it is diegetic. So it's all the music that the DJ is actually playing into the show. So when it like mm. becomes like exciting or something, they get on edge, like, you know, something might be happening, but then, you know, Devin says, Oh, they also do that to fuck with the contestants. So Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um there are no rules to the game and the contestants can turn on each other if they like. And they have a $2 million bonus for killing any slasher. And then we meet our slashers, which we have Chainsaw Charlie. And <laughs> who's Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, he's got the like that. It's basically they're all store-bought masks, which is kind of what they are going for, because they wanted them to be like like a reality TV show might do. Right. They wouldn't spend six mm-hmm. hours in a makeup chair. They'd have ready to go masks. Um so, yeah, Charlie is obviously the redneck, and he's just wearing that, like, it's, you can get that mask at Spirit still. Just, like, the redneck yeah, face mask that leaves the bottom off. It's called, like, the Billy Bob or something. Like yeah. That. I don't know if you remember, when we went to see uh, Blaze, there was, like, one dude wearing that mask, like, yes. jumping all around outside, who was the yeah, he was in the pit and shit too. person I've ever been near. Ever. That dude stank. Wait so bad that i remember which is hilarious because yeah like most people at those shows the juggalo shows do stink but dude yeah that guy was like a special kind of stink right and i mean he wasn't like like, I, like he's urinated on himself or something but it's just straight bo just so strong yeah. of sweaty bo like inhuman levels it's like your body's trying to push out all the face paint and it's resonated and it just stinks (laughs) (laughs) really bad so whenever i see that mask i remember how badly he smells and i so i imagine like charlie was a smelly guy i totally forgot about that guy at that concert all i remember is how great the roc was yeah roc was awesome uh they were getting like nobody's (laughs) next up is preacher man who's as you might expect he's a Basically like a zombie preacher who goes on about how they're all sinners. I love his mask and I love his like speeches. Uh, you know what? He, he Did you notice that he is the same um, actor as Charlie? Wait, what? Yes. They never. Holy shit, really? They never actually appear on screen together. There's like a couple trick shots to make it seem like they're in the same location. Oh like my not God, in dude, the same you keep shot. blowing my mind. But yeah, that is the same actor because basically, I guess he was he was hired for one role or the other, and the director just like really liked the his. Well, he auditioned for both roles, and the director liked both of his auditions, and then realized that those characters <laughs> weren't ever together, so he could totally hire him for both roles. That's fucking genius. Yeah, man. it is. The guy pulled it off well. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so he comes out and then the last one is Dr. Ripper. Who's like the, uh, the reigning champion of slashers who's killed the most yeah, people, people like him. Yeah. And he has a really kind of gruesome mask, even though it's, you know, they obviously, it's weird. Mask. It's so weird. He has like a, he has stitched out eyes and then like the mouth is cut open, but then there's a oxygen mask, big plastic oxygen yeah. mask. Yeah. It is so weird. I love that thing. I like it, man. Like, I want one of those masks. Like, if Trick or Treat Studios released that, I would buy one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Imagine if they did, like, um, like just Shout Factory releases a steel book with, like, action figures of each of the slashers. Oh, my God. I would, I would pre-order it the moment it went up, dude. I totally would. So, amidst oh, all this, so the, uh, the, the squeamish girl, her name is either Megan or Megan. Uh, which I don't, I think it was Megan. Cause that's like the funny way of saying, is there Megan. a difference? It, I think it's, it could be spelled the same way, but there is such a name as Megan. Cause that's how they were I saying mean, it in, I, the, in the movie. I thought, I just know Megan. All right. We'll call her Megan then just for 
I'll go look up to see if it's how it's spelled. I just called her liberal chick. Yeah. Yeah, so so Megan is up there. And before she goes in, the crowd chants, Dead meat, dead meat, dead meat, dadder. <laughs> which is awesome. Um And now as as they go in, um where where do I go? Um uh, I gotta just mark off where we go. Oh, I did also <laughs> have some notes before we where they actually jump in. I loved some of the okay. uh the nicknames. Uh, especially for Preacher Man, he had Cardinal of Carnage, Reverend of Reaping, <laughs> the Prophet of Pain, Preacher Man. <laughs> Reverend of Reaping is yeah. awesome. I <laughs> I do- like that one. Dr. Ripper, Surgeon of Splurgeon. <laughs> what? I don't get that yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, well, that's not as good as all the ones for uh, Preacher Man. Preacher Man had the best. So we are totally going to spoil this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that's what I'm worried about, man. It's because, like, even in the end and stuff, I was like, man, I want people to actually watch this, but we're going to totally spoil the shit out of it. So I, no way not to. Do we want to go through the whole movie then? Because I took tons of notes just about all the, like, stuff I enjoyed. Has spoilers ever stopped us before? No. Okay. So I don't think we need to like, go through I think the we've talked. Hold on. Hold on. I want to say, I think we've talked it up enough by now. That if the person wanted to hear, like, didn't want to hear spoilers, they'd stop it right now and already watch the movie. I, I think anyone who knows the Crypt Keeper game show and just hearing Crypt Keeper game show grown up, that's enough. That would sell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's just go for it, man. All right. So, yeah, the liberal chick immediately once she's in there, like starts making the statement, basically blaming the audience for like loving the violence. And that is a part of the fun of this movie is that like it it has fun with the genre and like kind of almost makes fun of people who like critique it too, you know? Yeah. And it does do a, a few like, you know, like saying, oh, you if the cameraman's with you, you're going to be attacked, which kind of, you know, like it's it's like self-aware characters within a horror movie, which is really cool. Yeah. It's, and they do that. They do that in the bedroom scene, too, and everything. Yeah. And so it's kind of like. You know, the essence of spoofing itself, basically. It's like the only movie to ever take what Scream did and then make it its own. Basically, which is why I definitely say this is cult, because I know know, Shriek Friday the 13th would say differently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think they perfected it. (laughs) But you know, how how many like horror movies tried to have the self-aware characters just like, you know, in Scream, but didn't do it just right and now this is like because it's like the game but also the game applies horror movie rules just in the most yeah cliche ways because of course a reality tv show would be cliche well i also want to put out there that this movie was made in 2001 like 20 years ago now and like this was like really at the beginning of like reality shows in america being a thing you know actually so like it jumped on that it was actually ahead of the curve and the director was upset that it came out in 2001 because he began work on it in 1998 before survivor even aired over here holy shit so he was yeah he was bummed that he was like he was right there but he couldn't get anyone to finance it he couldn't convince anyone that like his movie was relevant in 1998 dude that sucks if he could if he would have waited a couple years he could have cashed in huge, dude. He would have been like James Wan right now. Right? Uh, the only fuck. reason this movie got done is because there was a completion bond. So I don't know if you're familiar. What does with... that mean? So basically, when a producer is putting up a movie, right, they'll make a deal mm-hmm. with the distributor to say, okay, to the distributor, okay, when this movie is done, you're going to release this movie for us. But the distributors, since they're, you know, they've got contracts and money on the line as well, what they'll do is they'll have an insurance policy on the movie, which the producer is paying for, which has a completion bond, which basically means that, like, if contracts fall through and the producer starts backing out, this insurance policy that they've now paid for steps in and pays for the film to be completed so that the distributor has so a product. It gets that money. That's yeah, it's basically that. an insurance policy for the distributor to make sure that they actually get product that they've been promised from the producer. 
Okay, that and, makes sense. Yeah, and like it's just a part of like the normal everyday thing of you know business for movies, but it seldom actually gets used, at least that I've ever read about. Uh, but this mm-hmm. one was one of those cases where the completion Holy bot had to shit, come in dude. and finish. So like this guy was not getting his movie at all. The f- funding was falling through, <sighs> and finally a completion bond came through, and actually. The contract for it said he had a month to do the movie once he had the money. And he said he was able to negotiate for more time than that. He didn't say how much. Oh, my but God. That's a that's a lot of pressure. One month? Yeah. It seems like maybe he got three to six months because he, he was talking that's about... That's still insane. He was talking about how basically his schedule, he had to get every, like a six minute take a day. And if he didn't get it that day, he was screwed. So you figure, you know, oh, man. Uh, yeah, about 31 days of filming to get all the material he wanted. All right. So but did he have all the actors and stuff at that point? I assume, or like... I assume he got more time to put everything together. Right. And then he had a month to film is what it okay. sounded like. But he didn't. He wasn't specific. So Megan makes her little speech and then Dr. Ripper shows up and Dr. Ripper <laughs> loves tits. So he rips her shit Dude, off fucking and, loves and he it. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to come and snip that fucking shirt off, dude. Yeah. That's it. Um, so now she runs into a cabin in the, the arena where everybody's gathered. And then the bouncer guy tries to kick the cameraman out or keep him from coming in. And he gets they all wear these like collars that will zap them if they do something the producers don't like. And so since he messed with the cameraman, he gets zapped. Mm-hmm. And then I love that Preacher Man dude is like totally a wrestler like as he starts he jumps <laughs> in the window and scares the shit out of them and then just starts talking smack like this is totally yeah, his he, like promo for his pay-per-view he, event yeah, that's what i was gonna say he's cutting a promo like in each window <laughs> yes. dude he's fucking awesome at it <laughs> yeah i know i loved it he he is definitely the most like charismatic of all the uh, guys. yes exactly and he's meant to be the rookie slasher but he seems like an old pro at this to, to me, he's like, yeah, he seems like he the guy because he's just so into it, man. He's so into that character. He fucking rules. Yeah. Oh, man. All these slashers were all in on their characters, even though one guy doing two of them. Um, yeah. But the Dr. Ripper guy is awesome. And it's funny because he wears the mask through about halfway through the movie until one of the contestants rips it off because the mm-hmm. director... This movie was shot uh, basically in sequence. And so Devereaux realized like, hey, I really like his face. I don't know why I put a mask on him. So just halfway through the movie, he decided he's like, hey, I'm shooting. I'm shooting in sequence. I could just take the mask off in the next take. And so he did. Uh, I think that was a great choice because this guy has a creepy smile. Why the mask was gone, but dude, yeah, like he was weird without it. Like he was creepy without it. It was very creepy without it. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, yeah, that's a that's a good directing choice, man. Yeah, he's good. I actually like watching the special features and hearing how he like made his choices. I was like, damn, I gotta like find the rest of his movies, which I I had to go on like Cinemageddon to find them. But I don't expect them to be as good as this. He only has three other movies, but uh. I definitely want to watch that's it. what i was just about to ask was yeah. how many he did man like that sucks like like i said like this was such a good movie for like a nothing budget all that shit like, right should have gotten more credit, right he, he only did one more movie after this six years later and then that was it i assume basically the industry burned him out um and that he did this sucks, all non-union man. this one do you think we could get him on the show uh, i just thought about it i mean we'll probably find him on twitter right yeah, I would think so. Should we get Nevada on this or whatever? Oh yeah, his name Nebraska. Is? Nebraska. Find Morris <laughs> Devereaux for us, and uh, yeah, see if we can get a little chat with him. Maybe find out what he's been up to, and you know, maybe if it's more stuff on slashers. All right, that's your challenge, Nebraska. Find Morris Devereaux. He's fifty-four now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So pre yeah preacher cuts his promo. And then Devin becomes the eye candy of the movie because he takes his shirt off to give to uh, Megan. And Devin is definitely hotter shirtless than Megan is. 
That's what I was going to say, dude. It's that exact same <laughs> like, quote. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, she was, you know, she covers herself up with her arms, but I was totally staring at him a hundred times harder I was than like, her. I was like, whoa. I was like, he, he better not cover that up, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. He, like, my, my chick came out, like, later while I was watching it, and he had his shirt back on. Yeah. And I was like, my first words were like, that dude is jacked under that. <laughs> like, did I just you, said it like did I was just like. Did to show her? <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> I was like, hold on, you gotta see this. Yeah, you gotta see this guy. I think, oh my god, that is just a, that's a perfect man's body. <laughs> dude, like, you sell your soul for that type right? of shit, man. Like you, you know, no we were, we were totally straight guys, but like we were both looking at him more than yeah. the more than the one woman who has no shirt on at all, and then another the model actress girl, uh, Brenda was the character's name, takes her shirt off because she thinks it'll help her survive longer, and she's in a bra, and she looked really good, but she was no Devin, nothing, nothing, no, Devin. <laughs> no, he was he was breathtaking, yeah, he was <laughs> all I can on put Devin. It. I never thought I'd be in the black dudes. <laughs> this is this is changing my world right now. He's also probably the best character too. He's like a, a big fan of the show, like knew the ins and outs, and he's like the the survivor, and like gets a you know knows that yeah, like, like oh the the room that the room we're in is slowly shrinking, and so that from back 15. exit you think is safe will be closed off. Because yeah. he knew what episode he saw it in, man. Yeah. God, his knowledge even impresses me. Yeah. And, and that, <laughs> so he was the best character. Now, these are all really simple characters, but like they are relatable and sympathetic. And it's kind of like, you know, even like though she's like the model actress, it's not like she's just the dumb ditzy, you know, like, I mean, they would do like a cliche. Yeah, like no, that. they didn't. They didn't do it like that. Yeah. Like, so she was just. Yeah, the actors don't all do great jobs, but they're they're definitely not cliche characters. And they also like the, I will say the one guy, the the bouncer guy or whatever, he's the one with the mustache, right? Very bad. And the he was just a terrible actor. <laughs> he was it's some like French Canadian trying to do like the accent of a Mexican New Yorker. Like I don't. Know oh, that's what it was. I yeah, I think that's what was going on. <laughs> that makes sense now. Like that kind of makes sense. But the words he said, the way he said his words, I was like, "Where are you from, guy? Like who?" Talks it made like no that? sense because I thought he was supposed to be a Mexican dude too, but I had no idea what the accent was, I, and then he didn't really look Mexican. He does not look Mexican. He was probably French Canadian because that's where it was <laughs> shot in uh, Quebec, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's just, but it wasn't even really a proper New York accent, which you would think would be easy to do, even if you're French Canadian, right? Because they like, they yeah. speak obviously English and French. And so like, seems like you could just do a really good broad New York accent, which would be better than whatever, you know, you just be like, hey, I'm a bouncer. I've seen this show. You ain't coming in here. You know, like that would be better than whatever it was. Yeah, that was doing. pretty good. Um, I do also like that they all like interact naturally too. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you didn't like the way they interacted. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> so <laughs> besides the scene. I was actually just playing with my rubber on my phone. <laughs> you were playing with your rubber. Yeah. They did start doing a lot of like flickering lights to hide cuts here. That was why those lights were flickering. Um, Dude, that makes so much sense now but, that you told me. But part of that is because he originally had a two-hour long cut, and he Holy decided shit. that there was too much talking, and it was dragging the movie down, and so he basically, that was his cheat to cut out talking. <laughs> He's like, there was no okay. gore cut, Nothing like that. And I was like, you know what? That did make a better movie. Like, this movie did not need to be two hours long. It's an hour 38. So he said he cut, like, 21 minutes out. Hour 38's a great time for a slasher. Like, that's uh, yeah, this is a very well-paced movie. Just everything moves very well from scene to scene. We do get moments where we stop and the characters can talk and we get to know them. But again, it doesn't go on too long. 
Um, and he kept in only the relevant stuff. Like there was supposed to be like another thing where Megan explains that like she was dating a Japanese guy who went on the show and died. Is that? Oh, that's what that picture was. At right. The end, so later, like, do you know him? But it was never explained. Later, they go into the and hall of victims where they have all the past contestants who died have their pictures up and she gets upset. And that's because that, yeah, it was supposed to be her boyfriend, but they cut the line where she explained that, which is fine because now she can just walk in and be like, that might be, or you can just take that she's like disgusted at the loss of life, which works too because of her. Yeah, but it was weird because they did, they did the whole like, oh, you know him, and she was like, yes, like shaking her head. I was like, all right, you're gonna yeah. explain it. <laughs> it I, I, it's, it, I'm glad they cut that, but like they should have cut that down too, like at least that line out, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, and then it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, there are some deleted scenes on the uh, DVD. Uh, maybe I don't know if now is a good time to talk about it, like a little detour. Um, just quickly, there's 12 minutes. There's 12 minutes of deleted scenes, but these aren't what he was talking about. So I assume that this was stuff he shot that just didn't get into the story to begin with, because it's not. Also, a lot oh, of it, okay. a lot of it's not um, part of the continuous take. Like there's a lot of the, um, you know, the opening montage of the Japanese people getting killed there's a mm. lot more of them um there's also a scene where two japanese girls are crying trying to have sex in the love room which i guess we're getting ahead of ourselves oh, no. <laughs> while dr ripper just stands there watching with his big he has like these hedge trimmers that are his weapon he's just standing there watching <laughs> them and they're like undressing each other crying oh man um, that's so sad and hot yeah it's very sad <laughs> Uh, there's also a, a clown disembowels a guy and basically just like plays with his intestines a bunch for an extended period of time. Um, <laughs> Man, I want to see these deleted scenes. Shit. And then also in the beginning, they basically have the slashers instead of basically just coming out and then like, you know, saying hi to the audience and then going into the arena. Each of them approaches all of the contestants and goads them uh, as a whole. So each they're you know. A single one of them. Um, and then there's another one, but I'll, I'll kind of get to that as we get to um, another relevant page part. I don't want to get out of ourselves for that. Um, so where were we? Okay, so basically some commotion happens and now Megan and the fitness girl Rebecca are on their own. And we learned that Rebecca is doing this because she got a diagnosis of MS. So she really doesn't care if she lives or dies and just wants to take extreme risks until her body fails her, which is like, that's a good motivation to be here. I guess. Yeah. I, I do want to say this, like the, did they, was this the first room? Which room was this where she explained that? They were in the clown halls. Yeah. The clown. Okay. About that. And then they go into this next room, which is all these like basically spirit Halloween decorations of like, I was going to say, it looks monsters. like my apartment dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, have like a, I got, the, I got the masks and heads hanging oh up. I have God, a full size the, killer, clown, killer clown. Yeah. They have a full size Freddy in there. And, um, dude, do you I, like when go, I, when, go ahead. I was going to say when I lived with my parents, like in between, like moving out, like I had, um, this fake dude that I put on my wall, like I stuffed a fake body and nailed it to the wall, <laughs> but it was just like my old clothes and stuff. <laughs> and I put like a fucking, uh, yeah, I put the scarecrow mask on it. Remember? No, the thing ruled. <laughs> Did you like, do you have to like go through your house and like hit your, uh, statues like they do in the hall just to make sure they're not alive <laughs> they're not alive yeah. like i'm constantly poking the eyes of the mask yeah. and shit and hoping somebody's not hiding under the table this is actually a great scene because they're basically doing that they're they have like they have sticks or stakes now and they're each hitting the mask to make sure it's not actually one of the slashers but then preacher man in a jump scare that actually got me he was crouched me below too in the robes of one of them so they hit the face and it moves like a statue. And then he jumps out from under the robes. And that got me so good. Yeah, me too, dude. I, it, I, I did a little jump. And then Not this is lie. one of my favorite parts. Is that, So they fight. And now he's... Megan gets thrown to the side. And Preacher Man is sitting on Rebecca about to kill her. 
and they have to cut to commercial break. Oh, what he uses, by the way, is like a cross that's been sharpened at the bottom. Yes, yes. That's, that's his weapon. Which is amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, they, they, they have to just sit there and wait. And so since we're not watching the actual show, we don't see the commercials. We just see them just sitting there like, dude. And they can't move or the, the neck zappers will get them. The, um, the slashers also have neck zappers. Yes, so they have to behave correctly, too. And um, in one of the deleted scenes... Here, Preacher Man breaks character, and we learn that he's an ex-con who was promised loads of money to come do this. And he says he only just wants to do it the one time, and he can leave with the money and be set for life. I'm gl- I'm glad that was cut. That one didn't need to be there. There's a there's another I, character I, break I, later, which is much much better. I'm glad this yes. one was cut. And also because like, I, go ahead. I was gonna say I just loved him as that. So like yes. to know that that would have bummed me out. Yeah, you know? to to like yeah, his character didn't need to be broken. Um and also like for the pacing, you know, like it's revealed later that they'll break character and I I like the way it's done later much more than how it it's done. It makes more now. sense too than did not do it with the first guy, you know? Right, yeah. Like That why, would have been such a waste. Especially because, like, this is his big moment to make all his money. So it's very good that, like, they, this was deleted. Um, yeah. So, commercial break ends and Rebecca kills him. And it's actually really cool watching how they had to scramble to do all their effect shots. Because they had no money and no time. So, like... Some of it was like if somebody got stabbed in the back, obviously they already had the thing planted in their back and the other actor would just like approach them and then pretend to hit them and then drop the thing to the floor out of sight of the camera. It never threw me off, though. Like it never like threw me out. Right. They did these. So any of that shit. They did such like old cheap tricks, but it worked really well, especially the next scene where. Basically, Rebecca kills Preacher Man, but then she goes up against a wall and Chainsaw Charlie grabs her from a hole and chainsaws her in half through the wall. And that effect was done really, really well. Dude, it was so cool. And then like when the intestines fell down too with it. They actually had a problem because the saw wouldn't cut through properly. And then when it did, the legs didn't fall. So one of the effects guy had to like carefully get in there where the camera wouldn't see him and grab the legs from the bottom and pull them down. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he had to run out of shot. And then, of course, they have the actress (laughs) get into the right position and shot as well. You know, so like with parts of her out of frame. So it all looks very it looked really good. They did really well. It looked great. Yeah. Um, And then. I thought this the next part now Dr. Ripper shows up again and he rips Megan's shirt off again. That rules, dude. I, that was my I only have like six notes. <laughs> and one of them was um cut shirt off again. Yeah, Dr. Ripper <laughs> loves tits. And then he cuts the turns off the lights to tickle her in the night dark. vision. Yeah. Yeah, the night vision scene was awesome. And then she snaps and actually shows him for once. Yeah. <laughs> like all right you want to look at him, look at him. <laughs> and again it's no devin um <laughs> yeah it, it didn't do it for me like him i was still like biting my lip from him <laughs> and then basically because i guess dr ripper is just continuing to tease her um i uh i kind of skipped notes skipped ahead because i was like i can't write down every single thing about this movie um yeah so basically eventually the group gets back together again and kind of skimming ahead, they get cornered on like this little bridge by Chainsaw Charlie. And the bouncer guy is like kind of like they're almost in a standoff. But then the commercial break comes. And now this is the this is a good moment. And Charlie breaks character because the bouncer guy, you know, they, they decide they're going to try to cut a deal. And he's just like, you know, I'll let you pass for the sake of my like family. And I'll go get I'll go get them. Right. And the and, guy and the other and the two chicks and the guy are like, yo, what the fuck? You're gonna do that to us? Right, like, yeah. No. Like, don't trust him. He's like, Yeah, no, you can trust me. Like, I'll just let you go. Yeah, I'll just let you pass. Um so which he does, but then of course the bouncer decides he's gonna turn back and attack him, and then they both and fall try off the bridge to their death. They fall on spikes. Into the Mortal Kombat spike. Yeah. 
bottom pit. That was great. Dude, the um, one that went, like, through Charlie's eye. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that spike? Yeah. That was, that was fucking awesome. cool. Um, and so then we get to the the next room, basically, and Dr. – well, there's actually another moment where I think it was just before that where Dr. Ripper shows up again from behind a wall, <laughs> a hole in the wall, and grabs the model and cars his initials onto her face, D.R., and cuts her yeah, shirt off. <laughs> yeah, cuts the shirt off. And, and then that was like the nerd guy's being a real dick about it. Um, Dude, I the, hate that guy. So he wouldn't much. give up his shirt to her, but eventually he does. But he um, was. This is what I, I didn't get. Like you're in this life and death situation. You know, you're trying to rush. He was wearing a button up shirt tucked was, in with an undershirt. Yeah, he was not dressed for this at all. Like, and they just asked for his button-up shirt. Like, he could have given that and been fine, you know, and just yeah. a t-shirt. He just said, like, I would rather just be in a t-shirt if I'm being chased, and I don't want it tucked in. Dude, That's restrictive. It was ironed, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I noticed that, that it was ironed. I was like, yeah, okay. And I was just like, that doesn't seem like comfort clothes no, to get away no, in, you know? Yeah, you're not, you're not going for a jog away from a killer in those clothes. Um, now, now we get to the next room and uh, Dr. Ripper, the MVP shows up again while well, he's the only one left and awesome decapitation of Brenda. Wait, did you get to my, did you write down my favorite line of the movie? No. Where, um, when he got, when Dr. Ripper shows up one of the times, he's like, Hey, remove that girl's shirt. Because <laughs> she had another shirt on. <laughs> no. Dude, that's one of the best lines in the movie. It's one of the things I had to write down. So after after the liberal chick Megan or whatever gets her gets a third shirt, he just runs in and demands her shirt be removed again. <laughs> he told that to the other guys to do that to her. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Dude, I swear to, that's the fucking line of the movie for me. I lost it. Doctor Ripper, the sex pest. <laughs> He's like out of a sixties like Italian comedy. <laughs> and then he decapitates Brenda with his hedge trimmers. His big head trimmers. There they they hurt the so then they, they have her fake head on the ground. They did a really good job with the prosthetic head. Yeah, and it even had the doctor written on her yeah, face and everything. It looks like, Still, like skin and everything. Dude. Yeah, like, it was well done, and then like when that head comes back later, I was just like, "Oh yeah, my god, it looks fucking so genius!" Do you know what's really funny about that decapitation for the effect? Uh, when they actually filmed like the actual like head falling off and splurting blood, they actually had the actress just slightly off frame with her hand there, so you could see her the hand of the body shaking. So she just like uh, she was like sat on the ground and raised her arm, so her arm was in shot <laughs> twitching with the rest of the prosthetic. That's funny. I love how simple they did these things. And it worked. It worked yes, so worked. well. <laughs> all such great effect. Um, so now Megan and then the nerd guy, I didn't even get his name. Uh, they end up in the uh, love room, which we mentioned earlier, which is Dude, this. I love the. I love the, the music in there. Yes. It's this like, like fake Barry sexy. White. Yes. I, I, yeah, I wrote it down. Like, it's the same shit like that. I wrote it down. It's like every like okay, cool. five seconds or so. It's like, you know, 70s porn Barry White music. But then like this fake Barry White goes, sexy. That's right. <laughs> Baby. Oh my. Get down. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, and he says all this stuff, but that was the one sequence I loved. Sexy. That's right. Baby, oh my, get down. And, and this room is this, like, so there's like a heart shaped bed and it's brightly lit and like it's like foil paneling in red with just cheap Valentine's Day heart decorations on there. Like, it is yeah. the least sexy room to have sex in. That's like, why I want to see that lesbian scene in there. Like, having sex in a car is sexier than having sex in this room. Even a Geo Metro? <laughs> yes! Yes. <laughs> Nothing about that room says, let's fuck in here. <laughs> like, 
I was like, well, the one guy seemed to think so. Oh, yeah, the nerd guy is like, hey, when you have sex, that's all this time where they don't attack you. And so, you know, he's trying to convince Megan of that. And, uh, in a very bad way. He's not oh, very, yeah, he's not very convincing bad. at all. He's then, really bad at this. And then he tries to rape her. Yeah. And, and now Devin comes back and says, I'm going to humpty dumpty your ass into itsy bitsy pieces. <laughs> that rules. And he threatens him. Dude, with I let him humpty dumpty my ass. <laughs> I wonder what he's up to now. Just Google. Oh my Tony God. Curtis Just... Wandle. He Just appeared fucking... in this. He's killing it. Battle King Queen 2020, Cyber City, Mary Xmas, like ex girlfriend. Um, okay. Oh my God, the 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 photo for him on Letterboxd, he he looks <coughs> like almost. You remember when we we did like, would you hit this and we'd go to Wharf? Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> to to see would what Wharf this dot Yeah, would Wharf hit this? And it was like the that main picture of Wharf where he kind of looked like upset and puzzled and kind of stern with you yeah his picture looks like that i'm gonna try to get you the link <clears throat> i was gonna say we should probably post that picture of warp to twitter the what would work would work hit this you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> so then people know what we're talking about because we brought up the warp shit multiple times uh so so they they leave and then um Dr. Ripper shows up again, and so Devin leaves to go confront him, leaving Megan behind, and the nerd <laughs> is there on the ground. Dude, I just got the picture, the picture of him. Yeah, right? He looks kind of like... He, like, are he you looks sure? like he's judging the shit out of me, dude. Yes, he does! <laughs> it felt like... I dude, withered under just, that gaze. Dude, I, I was scrolling, right? And I was scrolling down, and then he just looked at me like... What the fuck are you scrolling for? And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry, dude. Dude, Battle Queen 2020 looks pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. What? I don't even know what that is. Fuck it, it's our next episode. Oh, it's got Julie Strain in it. <laughs> okay, it's on Tubi. <laughs> All right. And it's got um, a 1.9. Uh, shit. <laughs> That's pretty bad. What a slasher style. It's oh like man, Slashers needs a bigger number, guys. Yeah, Let's does. fucking yeah. I don't. Y'all gotta knock this up I, for I, us. I was looking at reviews on Letterbox, and most of like the negative ones just seemed to like not like it because it was cheaply made. Like okay, but they didn't. Yeah, really and those people aren't money. like they're not real horror fans. Uh, yeah, like this is like okay, those people who just budget. want like studio money for their thing. That's stupid, right? Yeah, like. Even like okay, so it's less than a Shutter original in 2021. This is what people had to do 20 years ago. Like, yeah. Um. So Devin takes out Doctor Ripper, but it turns out the nerd wasn't actually dead, and he like you know, um, basically tells him you should have known because the camera wasn't with me when I died, that it, I was still alive, and now it turns out that the the nerd is actually an evil incel who's really a serial killer, and he kills well, Devin. Say, uh, uh, when he said, like, oh, you should have known that the thing wasn't there, I thought there were no rules. Who said there had to be a camera there when you die? Well, that, yeah, that was all he said. The camera's there, so, something's like, going down. So, yeah. I would have t- totally double-checked to make sure he was dead. I'm, I agree with his statement. Yeah, especially because t- he'd been or, such a prick leading up to that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, it could have happened. And so now he's dead, and obviously this leads to the final showdown with Megan. And oh, by the way, his name was the Bible Doll Killer. Yes, he admits to be. Yeah, he doesn't explain how he got the name though. Oh, no. um, what does that mean? I don't know. I th- that's I, that's. I wrote it down, like and then I was like, explained. "Did I write it wrong?" Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, too. I, I was understand. like, "Was really Bible Doll Killer?" But then he doesn't explain it at all. Um. And now the cameraman interferes when he's fighting with Megan. And um, basically he he confesses during a commercial break. And so she says, I'm a law student. And even though there's no rules when we're on air, we were technically off air and that's admissible in court. And, you know, it's a bluff. But then he kills himself over it when he can't kill her. And she gets away. And that's the end of Slashers. 
because in the beginning, the other guy said to that he he listened to his bluff about the chainsaw. Remember, because he threatened him with the chainsaw. Yeah. And he said that in front of her, so she knew she could call his bluff, you know? Yeah. And that's why she did that, which was pretty it's fucking good, good yeah. callback. Right, yeah, that gave her, like, the confidence to know that she could lie to this guy. Yeah, because he, he was fucking dumb and gullible, so... Yeah, so for me, yeah. kind of, like, straightforward and just fun. Like, there's a lot of, like, intelligence and ingenuity to this movie. Um, did you watch all the credits? Uh, yeah, yeah. You saw the <laughs> fake the, like, ads for cigarettes. black lung tobacco and coffin sticks and <laughs> cancer man cigarettes. Yeah, that rolled, dude. Because I almost didn't. I almost turned it off and then it just, it, I got up to get a beer and then like I saw it still rolling and then shit came on. I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad it's not over. Um, I guess I got some other stuff from the special features. I guess the only thing I got... I, because just just two things real quick. One is really fun that like in the special features, it shows the director going on the subway with this big box to the premiere, and the box actually had Charlie's outfit and chainsaw, so that the the oh, wow. uh, Neil Napier actually appeared at the premiere before the movie in character as uh, Dude. Charlie, and they. They Imagine had, being there and getting that picture with him. Yes. How cool would that be? And That's they, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Well, also, they had that was the only time they showed the full cut of the movie, which, you know, curious to see what the two-hour uh, version yeah, looks definitely. like. But I assume it's not as good, because even the director himself said it's not as good. Um, but also, it's funny, because in the special features, there's a short little debate between them and like the uh, Fantasia Fest like director who's there with them about whether or not they can use the chainsaw. <laughs> he, he tells them no, and they're like, well, it's just the uh, the chain. There's no teeth on the saw. It's totally safe. And they're like he's like, no, I don't I don't think it's a good idea. I can't officially tell you who can do that. <laughs> um but also the best spe- other special feature, there's a fake actor studio interview with Chainsaw Charlie. And like, <laughs> the guy will ask him like questions and, and Charlie just gives him like these complete takes the questions completely literally. And it's four minutes long. The, uh, the best question is so the guy asks him, so how much of yourself did you bring to the role? And he's like, well, well, I brought all my arms and legs. And if you see here, he had like, if you remember, he has like the, the fingers attached to him. Yeah, yeah. And if you see here, I even brought some some fingers and, and bits. So so I brought all of me to the role and even parts of some other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I loved it. Oh, we didn't mention this, but... um. We did talk about the head and then saying it came back later. Oh, the fucking yeah. crazy dude attached it to it. Like he put a chain attached around it, it and attached it to his belt. His, yeah. And just carries it for the last like <laughs> 10 minutes of the movie. And it looks really cool there. dude. It does. Oh, there's a, there's a part two in the special features where they're just dicking around between takes, which I almost wish this was in the movie where he does the hokey pokey with it. He's like, you put your dead head in, you put your dead head out. It's pretty fun. And he just like shakes, you know, the head in and out. Um, so that that's that's slashers, man. I had a lot of fun. It really went as long as we ever have for this movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's there on YouTube. And I definitely think yeah, it's in a eleven fun, parts. Like, yeah, in eleven parts, but it's there. You need to watch this one. This one definitely needs or to be just seen by ask TJ to Ask TJ to burn his DVD and send you a copy. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh, man. Like, it's just so well paced. It's so, like, tongue in cheek and self aware. Like, even though it's cheap and, you know, the acting's a little rough, but again, it's like low budget horror. If you've seen other low budget horror, like, this is miles ahead this of is, a ton of shit I've seen. Top tier low budget, no budget horror, man. Yeah, top tier no budget horror, and like even after twenty years, it still holds up. And it's and it's not like one of those ones where it's so bad it's good type low budget. Right, it's just no. a great like, movie because also it has a sense of humor. Obviously, it opens up with like slashes, super fun. Like, dude, <laughs> when we first saw that, we knew we were sold. Yeah, like both of us. The minute we, you we hear have, the like, song, Christmas trees, and see the intro, you're just like, you know what you're in for with like where this movie's at, and it keeps the I tone think we're perfect the whole way through. 
we were at your parents' house and watching it in your bedroom, and I remember us just high-fiving because we were so excited <laughs> by it. <laughs> and I think we were drunk on Jaeger and fucking oh, yeah, rock and probably, rye, probably. Probably, yeah. Oh, rock and rye. <laughs> it was hidden in your closet. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That's all I have for Slashers. Uh, yeah, it was a great movie. We recommend it Check highly. It and... It doesn't have any sequels, so we're going to be on to something else after this. Are we doing Little Monsters next? Do you want to do that one? I just watched it again like two weeks ago. I'm down for Little Monsters. I haven't seen it in forever, and while watching it, I was like halfway through, and I turned to my girlfriend, and I was like, I think this is Subcult. Like, this is fucking great. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I grew Uh, up on that movie, but watching it... I only watched it Watching it as an adult... Crazy. I mean, I watched it when I was maybe like 10, and I remember, I don't really remember it, but I remember getting to the end, and they like, they fight like all the demons in hell with like living toys and shit. uh, Kinda. Okay, well, we'll save it for the episode. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so we're definitely doing little monsters. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. Next time. All right. See ya. Bye.